If you like this podcast, please support it. Go to patreon.com slash witchpolice and help us improve the show. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am your regular host, Sam, and I'm in, uh, what is the warehouse? It's called Arcane Studios. Arcane Studios. And uh, if people actually listen to the show uh, a lot, would remember we were outside this building, I don't know, 2015 maybe, and we were inside in a, in a van in the parking lot here because a bunch of people were jamming in here and we couldn't actually do it. It was with Greg Arcade and uh, a bunch of those country guys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, uh, it was very weird. Yeah. It was, it was but we're not in a van now, we're actually inside the building. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm here with two guys who've been on the show before, but not for a while. I mean, I think that, uh, well, let's just, before we even get to how long it's been, like, let's figure out who we're talking to here. So we have J.D. Ormond and we have Smokey Tiger. And um, you guys, yeah, like the last time J.D., I think you were on the show was four years ago or something it's been a really long time yeah man i was i think i was one of the first you were yeah i think you're episode 13 or something and yeah. this is going to be 220 lucky, lucky something so, wow yeah that's crazy congrats man thanks yeah so uh, you've kept it rolling yeah. that's a, a labor of love i don't know, I don't know, if, that's, I don't know if that's somebody congratulated for or somebody to be pitied for yeah yeah no, no, a labor of love but, yeah. you, you got to be congratulated for those yeah things. yeah well, thanks well i'm glad to have you back on here i mean yeah, i know me we kind of wanted to at various points over the years absolutely we're just yeah yeah thanks for having me yeah and then i guess you were last year on the show about a year and a bit ago when we did the live one of the handsome daughter and that was a bit of a different uh oh yeah yeah there was that, that, that one weird uh, yeah interview yeah. slash performance kind of thing that we did well yeah. it was a great mix of different people oh yeah, yeah. what's going to make this uh kind of unique is that arcane studios is located directly behind the railroad tracks right so you so got the trains you adding up. extra ambiance yeah <laughs> no that's cool um but the reason we're talking to both of you is because you have a cd a triple cd release party happening in a few days so let's just maybe start with that and then uh, kind of go from there. So what what can you tell me about the, the, the show, I guess, to, to begin with? Well, it's, uh, it, was a, it was an idea that we, uh, had, I think, I had thought about it a while back, just um, been sitting on an album for a long time, uh, five years, in fact, uh, and it became kind of, uh, you know, felt very much like a... Um, it was it was a painful thing to carry around when you don't release it. It's it's almost like you're carrying a like a stillbirth or something right, like right. that. Um, and it, like really thinking about like the the more time that that the more time that it took, the less like the less uh, appropriate it, it felt like to uh, to put it out on my own terms. So Smoky Tiger and Blonde Goth. Um, we all play in kind of from time to time intermittently swap members we all have material all of a sudden so it just felt like a good idea to to collectively support one another and and release it all together um you know kind of as one entity i guess cool yeah it's definitely a, a culmination so we've uh, each been working on these albums that have been on the shelf so to speak yeah and uh, it just made sense to release them all as one unit. 
Okay. And then uh, out from that concept of releasing the albums together uh, spawned a new idea to actually play the songs in the same set okay. next so to each other. All three of the bands as like kind of a single unit? Yeah, exactly. and so, that's cool. so that's made this brand new sound that yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really excited about. Yeah. Well, I, f- I feel like what you guys do is that we, with the band mixing and all, everyone being in each other's bands, it's kind of like a, a micro version of the Winnipeg music scene as a whole because just, in, I mean, like I said, I've done this for 200 and some episodes. The amount of people who have been on the show in like three or four different bands over that time. Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's what happens, right? So it's kind of For like sure. a little mini version of that, which is cool. And it's, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter which which is which, right? Because you're all sort of intertwined anyway. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, and, and practically speaking, it, it makes it made more sense for us to just basically join and learn one another's tunes than to have three separate bands doing three separate rehearsals right. and coming as three separate entities. And, you know, and, you know so it's it's, we're basically tr- trading songs in kind of a song circle format. Um, cool. So it's yeah, it's neat to hear one another's material, uh, you know, balanced, you know, counterbalanced by the others' material yeah, and stuff like that. So it, it's it's, it's Voltron. We have right, achieved right, yeah. Voltron, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and we were you know, uh, I was the arm and. Uh, you know, Ultra Mega was the legs, right. and now all together we are a much stronger unit as this uh, unified entity. Mm. Who's the head? You gotta have a head, right? <laughs> I don't know if there's a head. The head hasn't been uh, fleshed out yet, but uh, I, I have my theories about who. You know, how, you know, it, it it definitely highlights the 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 different artists as being unique in their own regards and having right. their own having their own function. Um, it's, it's no, neat. it's Josie Cron's the head. <laughs> I, I, okay, fine, fair enough. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. Yeah, Josie is the head. Um, I mean, he's he's gonna have a baby soon, so uh, let's give him the title of being the head of the band. Why not? Yeah. It'll make him feel good. Well, he's still time. It, it'll help him bestow that kind of love onto his his new daughter. So, yeah. and he's just got that super handsome Mennonite face. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what we want radiating out. That's the image you want to project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind being the, you know, the legs. I guess right. that's a, you know. It's, <laughs> functional. Voltron's always a good. It's always a good analogy. Right? Functional. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I guess like to just to talk about the individual albums. Like this is your Ultra Mega. Album, right. So, what was the reason Correct. for shelving? Is it just because it's not your main project right now, or? Well, no. I mean, like we, the main reason for shelving it is probably just not really knowing what it was as a as an artistic piece. Okay. I would say, we recorded it when we were um, in 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 a newer stage, a transitional stage okay. uh, of our band. Um, these were songs that were old at the time. Um, some of them were 10 years old when we recorded Whoa. them. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like it was really indicative. I think when we, after we recorded that album, we just kind of plowed on and started doing instantly more current things and forging new ground. So okay. it was like, it would never have been really indicative of our sound to put right. it out at any point, right. at that point either. So it was just, but, I think that it, you know, I I became kind of like longing about the fact that, you know, it still was a piece of art that um, needed to go somewhere. Yeah, it was was created and, and came from a, a real spot. You know, you know, 
and yeah, I really did sit and hum and haw, and it, it did, it did, it did affect me like to not have put it out. And, and then Ultra Mega went through kind of, you know, we stopped for two years as right. a band, and you know, we were just like didn't know what to do and how to how to forge on. And then we we got Rich Bolton to on bass and basically it was just very quick it was like hey let's start playing again right. and, and from then it's just been like we've we've basically been a band again and it was like well we have this recorded material let's let's put it out now what now's the time let's quit sitting on it makes sense yeah yeah it's a, it's must be weird though playing those like those, old, those songs being that old and yeah man like we we we're learning them now like the, we never play these songs they're they're definitely of a past yeah. bygone era uh, bygone time and uh but it's kind of nice playing them because they're they're free for they're open to interpretation right. which is which is cool do you think any of them will carry on into future sets that you guys do or are they kind of just this is the I'm one not, show where you're gonna uh, i'm not sure yeah i think we'll we'll see how it goes i, I think that like for the for the bandits as a whole like <clears throat> i i like i i, I enjoyed the idea of crafting the, the this set that we're about to play with the, the songs from that record in mind they're kind of they're very chill songs they're very mellow they're all they're almost somber there's okay. a there's a you know and you've got to you have to commit to that um to to do it right i think but moving on i'm not sure uh, i'm i'm i can't ever stay in one place you know so fair enough yeah yeah, and I don't know if you feel the same way as I that, uh, you know, it's, for the Great Western Gold is similar, uh, you know, s 10 years or so, I've <laughs> been, yeah, yeah. been trying to get this out. And for myself, it's going to be a huge relief. Yeah. And uh, I'm anticipating that once it's out and we've put on this great show, that we're going to immediately make something new. Okay. And that's... As the, the unified... Yes. That's awesome. Yes, and that's what I'm really stoked about is um, is doing new recordings immediately after this is sure. done. It's like a huge monkey off our backs. Yeah. Well, I think I think the first time you were on the show, which was well, again probably like three years ago, maybe more, uh, that Grey Western Gold was about to come out, or it was like in the process of being ready to go, and then I guess what? Why has it been delayed? For uh, what? What happened? You know, when uh, when I first wrote the songs uh, on a trip to South America, literally like 10 years ago, and uh, I wrote them, even at the time that I wrote them, I knew that it was going to take this long, just because um, the nature of the songs, the subject matter that they're dealing with, were not something that I could flippantly uh, release okay. like I like the Smokey Tiger has in the past with all these other yeah. uh, you know 10,000 albums that I've made right? <laughs> have you made other ones since too have you put out other albums oh yeah in between yeah, yeah. and uh, but these songs because of their historical importance right. uh, they weren't something that I could just uh, release in a nonchalant manner it had to be professional and um now that's been accomplished. Cool. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited for that record because yeah. I've I've always felt that uh, Smoky Tiger's some of Smoky Tiger's songs would really benefit from you know traditional instrumentation right. and traditional recording um, environment. Not that I not that I think that the material that like he's put out has has, has been you know not 
It's like been, a it, there's been a lot of lo-fi, <laughs> right. weird uh, music that is not listenable. The thing is, with these uh, songs, uh, I'm paying homage to these great spirits that uh, they deserve proper treatment. Right. And uh, that's why I'm satisfied now. And and there's been enough of, y of your influence on those songs where it's like, it's not like you didn't just go into a different producer and just like, you know, let him t tell you exactly what he wanted you to do. Like, he, there's there's definitely this classic Smoky Tiger influence on those songs. Right, That's what's cool. I mean, it's there's like rock instrumentation, but like, oh yeah, the, the, it's it's definitely like uh, a, a mashing of like two worlds, and it's just it's cool. wicked as a result.
mean, Matt, so Matt Peters' uh, Royal Canoe must be Winnipeg's flagship band right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, to have Matt Peters with his uh, professional ear listening to it and mixing yeah. to it was a necessity. That's cool. Do you think yeah. there's a, like, obviously, because you've all played together you know, for, for quite a while, that's what the connection is between the three bands, but do you think there's something, what do you think it is about those three bands that, that works well? Like, what do you think sonically meshes so well between, because, I mean, listening, you know, listening to Ultra Mega and listening to Smokey Tiger, I don't know if on the surface people would say, oh, yeah, those two would go great together. Like, and then you get the other band in there as well. Like, yeah. Is there just a connection based on you guys being friends? Yeah. Or is there more musically? I think that uh, we were just kind of talking about that. Um, you know, it's it's for one, it's it's like Nidge plays an instrument that no one else plays. Right. It's like it's uh, lends it's that organ lends itself to having collaborative um, instrumentation on it. So it's like I play guitar, so you know it sounds uh, you know kind of immediately uh, appealing to the ear to listen to the combination of guitar and organ. Right. Um, it, like, you know, there, it, but it's definitely been an, uh, an exercise in like um, learning Smoky Tiger's tunes uh, in a way that like other people can play them. Because if you're a so you're, he's a, like I would say Smoky Tiger is a different entity on his own than Smoky Tiger is with a band. Right. And it's just like you got to learn how to be uh, how to play in a band with with that style. But but yeah, we've we've been playing, we've been in one another's periphery for, for ages now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just serendipity. We right. uh, are each other's bros. And uh, it's really the difference and the contrast in our musical styles, which is what gives us the strength. Right. You know, I, uh, when I made that album, I don't think that I could even perform the entire album, just myself, right. one song after another, because it's just too heavy. You know, I need these guys to throw in their songs to, to make this contrast and to make it flow. Right. And yeah, it, it, it all happened in a serendipitous way. And uh, yeah, it's just the way that it needed to be. Just too heavy subject matter wise, you mean? Partly, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, the, the songs are almost all of them sad. Right. And, you know, they're all about historical figures and stories that uh, are heavy, heavy stories. And well, it's like it's like people who have like attempted to, you know, break free from yeah, the yeah. chains of like whatever societal, uh, <coughs> maybe like oppressions or or you know you know there's talking about like uh, Métis uprisings and you know <clears throat> like Aboriginal war veterans and yeah, yeah. bank robbers and. You know these kind of like <laughs> bandits, really. These, these. Yeah, I mean the, the, the one thing I think about sometimes is that e each of the songs that I wrote, each of these characters, they're people that I would want to have in my band. Right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, I love you. Know, I know that you're into reggae. Yeah. And um, there's something about reggae music that I've never quite fully understood, but it's the concept of the duppy. Yeah, the ghost, yeah. Yeah, the ghost Spirit, and um, and Bob Marley being a, a duppy conqueror. Duppy conqueror, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily somebody who kills these spirits, it's somebody who channels these spirits, yeah. right? And uh, tells their story because they're 
they're you know they're haunting our society yeah and the only way for their stories to be resolved is for people to hear those stories I like that I like that that, yeah. that way to the way to put it I mean especially using that song as an example to W Conqueror because yeah, he's not fighting the ghosts or getting ready he's conquering them he's like you know defe- not defeating them but not yeah not killing them not, not exercising them it's just like rising above them sort of yeah and then delivering it in some way harnessing their power yeah, yeah. there you go so, yeah, for Mr. Sure. Brown is the clown who rides into town yeah, on a coffin, on yeah. A coffin yeah, yeah. yeah for sure yeah I actually read something about that song today I don't know what I was reading Mr. Brown but uh, I don't remember what it is so it, <laughs> it's not relevant because <laughs> I don't actually remember what I was talking about but yeah no something I read yeah, that's a great song too for sure so uh, like is there um, I mean you, you, especially on this record obviously you have a lot of Manitoba it's fairly heavy Manitoba content um and I, I feel like one of the questions that comes up doing this podcast is that, you know, 90% of the people I'm interviewing are local bands or local musicians, and most of them aren't writing about local things, but I feel like there is sort of a thing that happens with a lot of people in Winnipeg, and probably in every city, but I just recognize it because I'm from here, where something seeps through that kind of represents, you recognize it, you recognize something in it that connects you to the city, like uh, whether whether it's a rapper or a metal band or, or what you guys are doing or anything, right? Like there's often, not always, but some kind of connection that, that sounds like Winnipeg. I don't know what that is. And do you think there's like something that Winnipeg has kind of across the musical spectrum that is definable as Winnipeg? <clears throat> That's like a hard question because it's kind of abstract, but... Well, uh, and again, to make the Jamaica reference, uh, what makes reggae music so powerful is its regionality. Right. It spawned from an island, where an island that under isolation, yeah. uh, where a particular type of music uh, came out of that isolation, and that um, Manitoba is very much the same. We're so isolated from other cities, yeah. and that's what uh, makes this thing that's uniquely our own. And as musicians, I think that that's the that's a huge source of power. Yeah, is uh, the uniqueness of. Uh, the streets that we grew up in and the stories that we come from. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's what we need to represent. Yeah. Uh, and I think that Winnipeggers have a very keen ear on what is authentically from the city and Definitely. what isn't. Definitely. Like, I think that people automatically like lose interest in something that's, you know, maybe like derivative of something that is not from the source of, of Winnipeg, it's 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 automatic. Like you you can just you can see it in people right. immediately if you. So, yeah, certainly to like, yeah, it's, uh, I've had greater and lesser successes with attempting music that's uh, been derivative of other places right, right. with with Winnipeggers. You know, it's uh, yeah, there's a pride. There's certainly a pride of of you know and and. A reaffirmation of um, where you are in, in in music that people people associate with. Jesus. Awesome. 
is conscious though when people are I mean as musicians do you think it's a conscious thing I mean I, I think that, and I, I think that there's there's not a, there's not a lot of people that that can that can do it really uh, maybe as well as like the smoky tiger can do it you know it's a uh, it's a uh, you have to like pay you have to be reverential towards it and you have to study it and you have to believe in it like and so it's um people look elsewhere for inspiration but you know they often don't create you know tr uh, truthful enough story out of their art because yeah. they're not pulling from the things that they know they're looking elsewhere yeah i mean luriel said uh, my people will sleep for 100 years yeah. and when they wake it'll be the artists that give them their spirit back. You know, these are uh, things that our, our, our province and our home is rooted in this deep spiritual uh, content. And being an artist is like being a miner. And you're, you're trying to find a vein that hasn't been tapped. Right. And so it's just logical to tap the vein here from the source that we haven't tapped before. Like, like a way of putting it for sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird question because, like, I always think when I think of people sounding like Winnipeg is, you know, when I, I don't know, I was a, probably nineteen twenty. I used to go to a lot of rap shows, a lot of local rap shows, and there'd always be, you know, say there's ten guys rapping, there'd be eight of them trying to sound like they're from New York, and then two of them would sound like they're from St. James or from Wolseley or from the West End or whatever. <laughs> and those are the guys I always liked, even if they weren't technically as good as the other guys. Like you. It wasn't so much just their own accent, but there's yeah. just something about it that is like, they're talking about local stuff, and they're talking about robbing people or whatever, unless that's what they do. But uh -huh. usually the guy Charles Wood, who's like, you know, trying to rap like Staten Island, <laughs> is not, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, probably right. not actually, actually living it. So I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what the answer to that the question even is, really. But yeah, it's, I don't know, there's a thing. Like there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a resonance, there's like a, a frequency yeah. that people feel. Yeah. You know, it's just simple. It just exists in all music. It's, you know... I'm not saying that the local freak there there is like a necessarily a local frequency. Well, I'm, I'm just sure there exists like, one in every city, right? Like, there, yeah, because because you, Nidge, you you don't use anything that's common to like our local scene at all. You're you're like a you're very much on the outsider realm, but for but but people really resonate with with your music, you know. So it's not it's not necessarily the instrumentation or right. the delivery or anything like that, and. and you know, it's nobody has done, has even attempted to do the style that 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 the Smoky Tiger does. So it's like, what what is it about it that that resonates? I'm not sure, but it's uh, there. There are other things because you're not you're a traveled person too. You, you know, you you plant trees. You've been on vac. You you've been to the beaches in Thailand, and you know you, you've gone places. So it's like there is a worldly connection that's not right. I think that, that that that's also a very important part of the, of the music is, is you wouldn't you wouldn't have created what you've created if you hadn't gone to the places that you you know you've been to. So it's there's that too. I mean, right. getting other stuff and filtering it through. I mean, influence, I guess. yeah, and you know, at uh, and JD man, I appreciate it. You know, like Jesus. Said. Well, that that that's what that's what that's what's but that, that, that's what gives it the. You know, an element that people haven't heard before. It's just like you, it has, it's exploratory as well. Right. You know, it's exploratory and adventurous music, and it's like, it's new and it's fresh. And, you know, it's that didn't all come from your upbringing on Langside Street, that's for sure. Well, and there's, there's metaphors to be made. You know, it's like wine, 
but another one, another metaphor is it's like a crystal. So a crystal, the only reason it grows into that unusual shape is because of being isolated in this particular environment and then all of the conditions that the crystal is growing in being self-reflective onto itself. And it, that's really what it is. So it's like uh, we were also being imbued by the power of this place. Right. And uh, through the festivals, right? Like through Rainbow Trout and, and the Handsome Daughter and all these places that you know used to be the standard, used to be yeah. that room. We've played 10,000 shows in that room. Eddie's Garage. Right, right. the million different names, yeah. Was yeah. it Rosenby at one point too? Yeah, it's, it's literally like a crystal that in that space and time in right. this area, just concentrating and growing into and the self-reflection onto itself, which has created this sound. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, think about like leaving, like leaving like the bedrock and, and going to say Toronto or, or Vancouver. You're, you might take some stuff with you from like, but in the in a new environment, you're not going to have the history of that environment. You're not gonna, right. you're not gonna have any context for where that environment came from, and you know, just just to talk a bit about like people leaving for like you know maybe like monetary gain or you know it's a fairly common thing for Winnipeg it's just like a lot of people yeah oh yeah we're going to the big towards the big city yeah. lights you yeah. know we're going oh we're going to Nashville or we're going yeah. to Toronto or whatever but no these acts it's about here you know we haven't really even toured very much any of us we right. know we've gone on little trips yeah but what's made our music is right here yeah. we have a almost like a uh, a latent like attraction to the yeah. teat you know just like we haven't, we haven't grown beyond the teat yeah, the yeah. teat is still the teat is still we're still sucking it for for inspiration yeah. for, for right yeah well i guess people who like people who live here are people who choose to live here right because i mean there's a lot of reasons why people leave and i get it you know i mean they want more money they don't like the weather whatever um but yeah people who are here are the ones who want to be here and i guess there's whatever it is about winnipeg that attracts them i guess it's reflected in the culture mm -hmm. that, that winnipeg creates yeah, and the, and the odd things that you need to grab inspiration from, uh, like as a creator or an artist or whatever, that the strange things that you need to do because a lot of the time it's it's kind of desolate in a lot of ways, and yeah. you just have to like look to some odd things to like reaffirm your existence, and like they're not, they're 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 odd, they're they're, yeah, and oftentimes it's like you have to just look at what what is in front of you, like, you know, the, the objects that are in front of you and the right. people that are there and, you know. It, yeah. and, the, and everyone has to admit that Winnipeg is self-obsessed. Oh, absolutely. Even more than, <laughs> you know, I think there was a time, like, during the period that when we lost the Jets, yeah. that we had no pride and everyone here was, uh, had a negative attitude towards ourselves. Yeah. But since we got, I don't know if it was uh, just because of the Jets, I think there's, there's a bunch of things kind of converging on something yeah. converging and now we are obsessed with ourselves oh, yeah. and this is the conducive atmosphere for great music it's true i guess yeah yeah because yeah, yeah no one's there people are just looking at what's going on here and what other people are saying about here too right because winnipeg is mentioned on tv it's like front page news in both newspapers <laughs> all three the metro too everything it's just like right? <laughs>
choose to be in Winnipeg and love Winnipeg are probably going to be ideal people to listen to what you guys are doing. But what do you think is the general audience for, especially with the, the three bands combined? Like, uh, is it just going to be people who are familiar with the three individual parts, or do you think it has a wider appeal because of all the styles meshing? I think, yeah, I think the, th the combination of the three uh, bands are going to appeal to a slightly broader audience, um, but we've all probably played for one another's uh, key key audiences right. already, and they most people know who we are as 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 bands, and uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I think that it's like for certainly people with like the artist or um, hippie bohemian right. kind of uh, ear uh, alternative left of center whatever are gonna. Will will always be attracted to uh, the style of music that we all make, and yeah, I don't know. That's, that's yeah, and I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't even care. It's right. it's uh, you know, again, it's this self-reflective thing with Winnipeg. There's the concept where it's like Winnipeg famous. Right. Yeah. Smoky Tiger isn't famous. Our bands aren't famous, but uh, in Winnipeg, we're famous. People know who we are. And actually. I think that's all I care about. And uh, you know, uh, uh, keep make referencing Jamaica as this yeah. island, but it's the same thing. It's yeah, yeah. this yeah, sure. uh, isolation and self-reflection, creating this thing that's uniquely here, and I think that's the only thing that's important. And once we hit a resonance with that, reflecting Manitoba, uh, the side product of having national interest or yeah. whatever, it'll just come when it comes. Well, that was kind of what my, my follow-up question was going to be, is like, you know, whether you need to, whether you even need to have a broader audience, because I, I feel like what all of you are doing is kind of been just slowly growing organically in Winnipeg, and you get probably a few more people every time you play a show or every time you release something, and it just, yeah. Because, I mean, like, just doing doing this podcast as well, um, I feel like, from what I can tell anyway, the majority of people who listen are in bands themselves in Winnipeg, and that's yeah. like, I'm cool with that, I don't care. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of people who make podcasts because of it's become a thing now, right? It's like quite popular. Uh, our uh, media form media is they're, they're going for the most amount of subscribers. They're going for, you know, trying to get, make money off it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think that like the fact that people who are in local bands are listening to me talk to other local bands, it's kind of, that's the audience I want anyway. Mm -hmm. And I imagine for what you're doing, that's kind of, you have the audience already mm -hmm. sort of there. But yeah. There's the, in, the, you know, in our society in general, there's this huge movement towards globalization. 
And uh, I think that that can sometimes, especially for music or art, be uh, be a downside. Dilute the avocado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, all we need, all we care about is their congregation. Right. You know, and and those people who are in their room at that time listening, and most especially the people of Winnipeg, and then. You know, next the people of Brandon, and right. then <laughs> I mean, you got to be you got to be really tight knit if you're gonna uh, stage any type of takeover. <laughs> you got to have a solid, you know, yeah, a yeah. solid. You got to know who you're working with. You got to have yeah. a solid unit if you're gonna move and take over whatever. Yeah, you, gotta, you know, we're focusing on Saint Patel right now. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe Garden City after that. Right, right. But yeah. 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 Baby steps, you know. That sounds like it's a joke, but I would love to do a Saint Patel. Well, exclusive St. Patel uh, blitz of uh, just a bunch of know, shows in every shows and and gleaning whatever St. Patel vibe there is to glean, yeah. because it's a whole different ecosystem out in St. Patel oh, yeah, than sure, it yeah. is around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I even know what St. Patel is like to be honest. Like I don't go there very much. I get lost there. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I don't know I anyone mean, lives out there really. So yeah. I mean, just think about these these glorious uh, neighborhoods that we have in Winnipeg that are just like uh, so full of potential for. Uh, you know, perhaps bastardizing or Conquest. sanctifying <laughs> yeah. in music. Yeah. You know, St. James, the yeah. North End, yeah. uh, St. Boniface. Yes. Yeah. Well, St. Boniface. Why, why go? Why you know? Yeah. Why tr why travel outside of the borders of the city ever? Well, okay. Ever. Well, this kind of okay. Going back to what you said a minute ago about the uh, whether it's the Jets or whatever else making Winnipeg kind of you know it's on the national people are noticing it. It's growing. How does Winnipeg continue to grow and expand size-wise? How does that change everything? Because people are moving into suburbs that are completely, they're still in Winnipeg, it's still not yeah. but it's completely detached totally. from the inner city, from downtown, from... Well, they can, they can, they can, they can have that if they want it. If that's what people want, then go, go ahead and, and go move out and, into the uh, wasteland, the devoid wasteland <laughs> of, uh, you're not going to, there's no culture out there. Um, and then, you know, the culture in the city will get maybe smaller and smaller and more fractured but there still will be the people that ha that want to distill the yeah. uh, the essence of it in whatever state and shape it is that's that will that will forever happen do you think the essence will get diluted and turn into something else with the people who are on the outskirts or do you think it's just uh yeah no no for sure because it, it because it has already right because right. because the culture in west broadway is different than the culture in the West End, or and it's different which culture. Close yeah, by absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, like I grew up in Wolseley, yeah. and, and Wolseley is different now than it was back in the it's day. Different, yeah. Um, yeah. West Broadway is different now than yeah. it was back in the day. And, well, uh, yeah, and I grew up in Wolseley. I live in St. James now. I still feel like I'm from Wolseley. Like, yeah. people ask me what part town I'm from. I say I'm from yeah. Wolseley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't lived there, you know, since yeah, yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's that's a part of your uh, part yeah. of your fabric, Sam. Yeah, it is. I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's, if it's in these. It's in the fibers. It's in the, in the sweater. Yeah, it's in the sweater. I, I don't know if that's something that I, I mean. I don't talk about Winnipeg the whole time, but it seems like a an interesting, especially with you guys, but what you do, it seems like an interesting topic. I do bring it up a lot on the show with whoever <laughs> because I like yeah. to talk about it, and I think that part of the reason that I do this in the first place is just to get an idea of what Winnipeg culture even is. Because there's so much stuff going on, uh, especially with music. The scene is ridiculous, like the size, sheer size of it, and the amount of different styles of music is, is kind of it's crazy. It's impressive actually for such a small city, how much yeah. culture is coming into it. So. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I don't want to just target Toronto, but let's target Toronto. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, you got this massive yeah. city, and uh, there's uh, you know 20 other cities around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Guelph, uh, Kingston, blah blah blah, goes on and on and on, and uh, 
with all those people there, they're so competitive against each other. Yeah. And that competitiveness is what uh, stifles so much great music. And uh, in Winnipeg, it's like, we've got an amazing reggae band, an amazing hip hop band, an amazing uh, grunge rock band, every style, and every band has their space. And it gives us freedom to support each other just yeah, as a sure. whole music scene, as, instead of being super competitive, right? And I think that's what's really stifling in cities like Vancouver, Toronto, and yeah, never mind like America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a totally different uh, system anyway. Um, do you think that that's changed at all in Winnipeg uh, over the years, though? Because I, I like I haven't played in bands in a while. Last time I was in a band was probably 2008 or something. But before that, I remember like my old bands used to play tons of shows where You'd have a punk band, a ska band, a rapper, yeah. a folk singer. Like everybody yeah. would be crammed together yeah. in the same bill. Yeah. And like I feel like I don't go to as many shows as I used to because I have kids and stuff. But I do feel like I, when I see posters for shows and things now, it seems much more segmented. Hmm. And it's like I don't think it is everywhere. And I'm sure there are lots of shows still happening. But do you think that's changed? Like have you seen that change? Maybe more of the country singers go with the, play the country show, and the uh, the rap show is over here. Like is that? I I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough artists from each genre to really be exclusive right. still like we're not we haven't expanded that greatly in, in lately there's there's only a hand at most there's a handful of artists from any particular genre that's that can ever play together like and it's I, I think we still have like if I look at a show and it's like oh it's the poor choices they better not be playing with somebody who's similar to the poor yeah. or like <laughs> you know even though it's it's good it's almost give me like let's say let's keep it the poor choices and the poor choices and the uh, and bad country right great great union of like rowdy yeah, yeah. bar country probably the same audience too, yeah right? yeah yeah so like so don't do you, that <laughs> but who else who else can you go who else can you go to in, in any particular uh, genre i don't know like well and what what defines our scene is the venues right so we only ever have at any given time a certain amount of venues that are open and that is constantly fluctuating that's right? true so then uh you know the albert goes under the zoo goes under yeah. so then all the attention goes towards the windsor or, whatever the windsor or the goodwill right? yeah right and that 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 our, just our access to venues is kind of the defining uh, point for us. Right. I think. Right. So I guess I mean the Windsor I guess would have been an example before where it was a blues bar, but now it's a whatever bar. Now they have like a metal band and then like a you know a blues singer maybe the next night or something. Mm. And I guess yeah I guess you're right like the Goodwill all those places there every show is different every night so it's not, not like there's just. Would it be impossible for the Albert the Zoo, uh, the Goodwill? The Windsor, the Times Change, all these places to be open at once because right. we don't have enough people. That's, that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> Even though it does seem like a huge music scene, that you're probably, you're probably right because not everyone's playing shows every night and not everyone's going to shows every night. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a self-limiting obstacle that you know turns into our greatest benefit. That's yeah. Thing. Never thought about that way. It's, it's cool. But <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the uh, the idea that that bands used to play across genres back yeah. in the day um, and don't anymore. I, I'm not, I, I don't I, know if it's true. I, I don't know if it's true either. Like, uh, I think some festivals, like, say, like, Big Fun Festival, yeah. I mean, that's a huge realm of, uh, uh, of different styles. That's that, true. That they curate. But, you know, they, they put like bands, bands with similar sounds and right, styles I mean, together. Shows, right? yeah. But... 
There's nothing wrong with that. I don't really know what I'm saying. I don't know know either. uh, It's a a weird... And, like, I feel like because I don't go to shows as much as I used to, I don't know if this is the case, but it's just... I, I remember, though, that, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's... There was a like a point of pride in being like a band that band that can play with like a hip hop act yeah. or a uh, rock act or a country act or whatever. Right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Just well, like well, and JD nailed it there. It's the festivals. Yeah. That tie us together. It's the the big fun. Well, there's so many of them now too. Like, did every little small town outside the city has got some kind of festival? Yeah. Happen, which is great. Which is that's a new thing, right? Yeah, it's like seems the very development new, yeah. of of local festivals is is definitely a new thing. It's that wasn't around. That wasn't around back back in you know 10, 15 years ago when yeah. we were starting to make music. Um, it, I mean, there was like Core Fest or yeah, uh, Core Fest. Yeah, I missed that. that was there were some metal festivals that were definitely because I, I felt like back in the day, Winnipeg was more like metal, metal, metal and punk. And punk. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was huge. Everybody liked metal and punk. For sure. Um, now the festivals are more yeah more like roots stuff, more jam bands, kind of things, more open to rappers and like you know singer songwriters, whatever. Are all kind of yeah. Yeah, they're like modeling themselves after like big, uh, like big American festivals where yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could have a festival and then have uh, you know the Rasta Mills play one set and then the next set uh, Moon Ten comes right. on, right? And Moon Ten, Ten is cool, yeah. so completely yeah. unique yeah. And, yeah. and the perfection. What festival of that is that? What are you talking? What festival is that? I think Moon though. Ten, yeah, like it uh, wasn't big fun. What's the one that's after Rainbow Trout? Uh, Shine On. Shine On, yeah. yeah. We did a podcast there last year. Yeah, Shine On. So it's all these crazy acts that come up, and then, you know, it's all like uh, rock or different. And then Moontan, <laughs> to close it, right? I'm not a fan. I'm not really a huge fan of uh, glam rock. Yeah. But they so perfectly yeah. nail yeah. glam rock yeah. that everybody gets interested, right? Like, yeah. That's what Winnipeg's all about. Oh, yeah. You, don't, you definitely don't need to be... Uh, that's one band that you don't need to be from Winnipeg to feel. Right. Well, there's, they're, they're, those, they're, there's a lot of those that kind of have, yeah, they, they transcend the, the old, the yeah. Winnipeg circle. I mean, they're just, they're just an awesome, awesome band. Cool makeup, too. Cool makeup, and they're, they're young fellows, and they're, it's a three-piece. Yeah. They're, they're a three-piece, and they cool. absolutely shred. Someone like, I need to get them on the show. Like, like we're, <laughs> okay, let's just, full disclaimer, <laughs> We're never gonna be that talented, <laughs> no. and that's like where were where were they for ten years? Each of them growing their hair down to their bums, yeah, and then getting tops Just like blitz 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 blitz. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like I've heard them at at Shine on that year. They did a Led Zeppelin cover. Yeah, and. I admit I was intoxicated during their show, <laughs> but it was maybe better than Led Zeppelin. Wow. Yeah. Like his voice is like. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And that's what Winnipeg is. Yeah. Every particular vein, we have like a contender for being it's, the best. It's definitely all. Uh, Winnipeg allows the artist to hone their craft and to practice their craft. It it's, doesn't force anyone into, into a rat race where they don't have time. You know, if you want to commit to being an artist, you can probably commit to being an artist yeah. here better than you can. We can live affordably, right? If you oh, yeah, all that goal, all yeah. that stuff that we already know. Yeah. That's like that helps if you are are committed to your to your craft. Like if, if you're if you want to do it then there's a lot of time in the day for you to get down and, and just no one's gonna bug you. You know? Yeah, that's true actually. People can, can do it without there's no pressure, right? I mean there's probably pressure like everyday life pressure, yeah. but it's not it's not unusual for someone to do that. It's not it's not like, oh you're a loser, what are you doing this for? Like it's no, okay, yeah, you're an artist, cool. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I think. Yeah, you just have to be—you have to be all about getting inspiration from the Red River constantly. 
or the uh, Cinnaboyne or Osborne Street or, you know, yeah. you know, the, in terms of like crafting tunes out of like s the streets, like it's, you gotta, you know, it's, it, it's, e it was, e for, for me, it was always easier. It was instant when I was younger to like craft a song out of something. But now that I'm in my like th mid thirties, I'm yeah. like, it's hard, it's hard to look, look at the streets for inspiration or my, my upbringing or anything like that. So it's, um, you gotta, you, I don't know, maybe I need to take some more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the winter is strong enough drug for any artist as well. You know, and, and that we all have to go through you know, six months of uh, not being able to go outside. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's necessarily another place for creative inspiration. For sure, yeah. yeah just because of the necessity. You're, yeah. You're oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if you want to be the best guitar player ever, you got time. <laughs> move to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the rent's yeah. so cheap here. And you're stuck indoors for a long time. Yeah. 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 You have you have no excuses. For sure. So, um, about the album release show, when is that actually happening? This Friday. This Friday. This is going to come out this week, so yeah, this Friday. Cool. Yeah, March and 3rd. Where is it happening? Goodwill. The Goodwill. Social Club, yeah. Cool. And tickets? One word. Where can tickets be obtained? At the door? At the no door. No tickets at the door, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So people should check that out? Yeah. Please bam, bam, boom. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, greatest yeah. rock and roll show of the past, yeah, long time. Long time. This year, for sure. Yeah. Our, um, <laughs> our, and then the albums are going to be all available at the show, I take it? And then... Going forward, what's the best way people to get to pick those up? Just well, yeah, I'd like to say that uh, we're doing this again okay. on the 31st at the Times Change. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I is mean, it going to be a different different set, or are you going to be starting the same? Uh, maybe slightly different set, slightly different configuration of members. Okay. But I mean, that's what makes the Manitoba Bandit sweet is that uh, we've got you know it's like Pavlik, you know, like if Pavlik goes down, we can bring up Habibulin or whatever. Mixing errors. Ellen back. Ellen back. Cool. Okay, so people should check that out. And uh, what, if someone hasn't heard you before, or, or they're hearing you for the first time with this, uh, on this podcast, maybe they're hearing it like six weeks later and they, they missed the show, what's the best way for them to, to dig up information on you or hear you um, at any point? Do you have uh, you know, online, what's the best uh, option? Mine's Smokey Tiger, but uh, we also uh, have now all been signed to uh, the greatest label in Winnipeg, Transistor 66. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so that's cool. what kind of fuses all together as well, and uh, Art is selling our stuff online. Cool. You go to the Transistor 66 website, and he's got all of us on there. That's awesome. Yeah, so Tra Transistor 66 yeah. is the way to probably find all of our, cool. our acts. Yeah, I had, uh, last year I did a, an interview with Art, and it was basically just kind of an overview of the whole label and the history and stuff. It was very, very cool. It was oh, a great yeah, label, awesome. yeah. I'd love to listen to you that. Check it out. Yeah. It was, it was it's one of my favorite what episodes. Episode, what episode is that? 180-something. <laughs> right, right. like yeah. I used to remember, to that. I used to remember all of them, and now it's like, we're into the 220s here, and I can't. Some of the earlier ones, <laughs> yeah. I, you were at number 13, remember that? <laughs> I have no idea what yours was. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like 111 or something, I don't know. It's only that. But anyway, yeah, okay, so check, go, go to the show, uh, check out the album, Stretch 66. Uh, I'm sure you can probably buy them at local music stores at some point, too, in the future, I would imagine. Like, yeah, it might be stuff. available at, uh, at Music Trader and Into the Music and probably online, too. Okay. Uh, you can, Art and Transistor 66 has an online um, yeah, store, purchasing okay. thing going on, so cool. you can definitely 
you can definitely uh, get our, our albums there too. Awesome. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you go to wishpolice.com, uh, click on podcast. There's all 200 and whatever there for free download and streaming perpetually until I stop doing this. <laughs> so uh, all the, the past episodes yeah. you guys have been on. You were on two, actually. You were on the uh, the first time and then you did the Wu-Tang And the episode, Wu-Tang one. Which yeah. was also like four years ago. So oh, man. That was would, a long time ago, yeah. We should do another Wu-Tang we should one. should do yeah, an anniversary <laughs> yeah, of the Wu-Tang yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do it. We should do a rap one that like just stops. T- we, we, we cannot go beyond 1998. I'm done with that, yeah. That sounds like good. We have to stop at 98. I unless unless we're talking about, like, uh, say, uh, Mad Lib or uh, MF Doom right. or Freddie Gibbs. So stuff that's related to Point the stuff blank. that we're talking about in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that's all there. Uh, you can also tune into UMFM on uh, Sundays at midnight, which is, like, the prime listening slot for college radio. And uh, they, those are older episodes. So this one is oh, being yeah. recorded now in February. Uh, it might not air till like, May or something. But oh, yeah. it's kind of cool because it, uh, even though, you know, release shows and things like that are already over, it sort of gives people a second chance to hear something. I mean, someone might have missed this show, not know who either of your bands are, and then hear it, and oh, hey, this is cool, oh, yeah. and then check it out, and then they check when your next show is. Yeah, well, so, I, I would hope that would be the case. So that, so, that's yeah. why you're doing it, right? That's why we're doing it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd like to personally thank you that uh, because uh, throughout this conversation, uh, we were able to encapsulate ideas that uh, we wouldn't otherwise uh, be able right. to do. And now it's all Well, that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point of this, right? It's not just, yeah. I mean, I could just sit here and talk to you about the record the whole time, but there's more interesting stuff. You know, that yeah. I mean, the record is definitely interesting, the, the albums, but there's more to what goes into it, so. Yeah, thanks yeah. for talking about a, a lot about Winnipeg, because that's... Oh, well, I do that too much anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Manitoba yeah. bandits. Yeah, that's right. the teat. Right. And then the one other thing I want to plug here um, is uh, we, you know, the podcast... I do it for free. Um, it's mostly a one-man job. I have a few people who help out and contribute, you know, episodes here and there and co-host with me. But uh, we're trying to raise some money for the show in order to get better equipment. I mean, I have these kind of shitty little portable recorders and make a new website where the archives are easy to look through and people can find the stuff. The website's almost done. And we have this thing, uh, a Patreon page, and it's patreon.com slash police. And it's basically like if someone, if someone likes the show and wants to support it, they can pretty much throw a tip in the hat. It's sort of you give us like a buck a month and that goes towards all of the things um, that I just mentioned, like getting new recording equipment, hopefully nice. better, maybe some mics, things like that, and then uh, fixing the website. And it's totally optional. The show's always gonna be free no matter what, but we just have it up there as kind of a passive, like, hey, you wanna support it? Let's get paid, yo! Exactly, yeah. So I got six people helping right now, two of them I never met before. That's awesome. Like oh, I mean, I'm not expecting to make big bucks off this because it's a, you know it's a small show with a small audience, but if people wanna help out, that's at patreon.com slash
time.